Greetings to you and welcome to another episode of The Green Room. Today's guest is uh, one of my business colleagues from uh, one of the various businesses that I dabble in. Um, I'm blessed to have her nickname because I know that I would I would butcher her name her name if I have to pronounce it. So I'm going to let her do that in the midst of her intro. So, um, ma'am, could you uh, introduce yourself to uh, your view, the viewing audience of the green room so that we'll have your uh, name enunciated properly? Hi guys, this is Kanaja Willishan. Okay, I I call her Kiki basically because I have a real phobia of mispronouncing folks' name. It's just a bad thing, and I don't want to do it. It's very rude and tacky, and I just don't like it. But it's not hard. Four syllables. <laughs> yeah. I know that. I know that. But I used you... to make people practice with me. So you lucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, you. Well, I might end up doing that. I know you. I know you enough and work with you enough where I'm probably going to end up having to do that. But now you know what? Why I always call you Kiki. Yes, <laughs> that is why, and it's probably going to be like that until I learn. Until I uh, go home and practice a little bit. But to uh, recap. As always, the Green Room is an opportunity for a smaller business doing great work that many of you might not be familiar with yet to share itself with a much wider audience through about five or six questions and to give you an idea who the owner is. In a nutshell, the Green Room is ultimately an unscripted chat that I hope will give you an opportunity to glimpse into what that person is doing, who that person is, and maybe possibly seeing yourself in them as a fellow aspiring entrepreneur. So let's get into it, Kiki. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, who are you and what is your business? Uh, Of course, like I said, my name is Kanajua LaShawn. My business is DA Writing House. I am the owner and CEO of DA Writing House. I'm a published author here in Jacksonville, Florida. I don't know if there's a reason, if there's a heavenly reason for that anyway, but uh, you you are a, a Christian sister, so I can I can go ahead and freely uh, evoke the name of the Lord anyway, right. so that's what's up. I, I dig that. All right, so um, the question, there's, uh, again, there's only five or six questions, so however, there, we may deviate a little bit just to make sure that we get a little bit more of a fleshed out view of who you are to the uh, listening audience. So, what is a story that led to your vision? And in a nutshell, what this is, is just giving as much as you're willing to share um, what led to where you are in the business world. Oh, so much. But I think my story really started in the business world at the end of 2018. At the beginning of 2018, I kind of went through a really big trial in my walk with God, and I kind of fell off from my relationship with God due to sin. Um, and just a little backstory, I've always been a writer, so I've probably been writing since about the age of 12. It started out with poetry. Um, then once I got into college, I really got into more technical styles of writing. I was the person to go to to get all your papers read. Like, so it, it just, it just, and it, it happens for me naturally. Like, sometimes I read stuff after I write, I'm like, whoa, did I really write that? Like, I don't believe it sometimes myself. So, writing has always been a passion of mine. 
Um, so the end of 2018, I'm really just sitting and I'm going through uh, one of my journals and I was like, dang, I've really been through a lot of stuff. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if those that are listening are believers, but I believe I heard, I, I know I heard God say, my people need this. And if you guys know me, I'm going to be real. So the conversations I have with God is like a conversation I'm going to have with John, a normal person. So I was like, what? <laughs> oh, the John's a normal person? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, John, just any normal person. I was like, what, God? And he was like, my people need this. And I was like, okay, so what am I supposed to do with it? At the time, I had like a writing Instagram page. So I was like, oh, do you want me to post it on Instagram? Like, what are you going to do with this? And he was like, no, this is going to be your first book. And at the time, my first book, which came out May later in 2019, came out May of 2019, was Every Tear Was a Silent Prayer. And I thought that would be my first book. Um, but it ended up, ended up that Broken Pieces was my first book. Um, and then after that, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to take a stab at this whole writing world thing. Um, I wasn't in school at the time anymore. I had some issues with UNF. So um, school was on hold for me, or it is on hold for me. Pray for me, y'all. Um, <laughs> right, right. Um, and then, so I was like, I'm gonna take a stab at this whole writing world thing. So I just connected with some different people in the industry. A lot of people gave me um, some shots out the gate. Like I got a, uh, I became an assistant editor for a magazine here in Jacksonville called Emerging Black Magazine. Um, I also became the like I managed the email account for a group here in Jacksonville. So that was really my start in the business world. And then during that time, different people ran into me and they were like, why don't you have your own business yet? And at this time, I didn't even think of having my own business. I was just like, I love writing. I'll do whatever I can to get it done. So after a lot of probing and pushing, like I tell people a lot, I was forced into my business, which I'm grateful for because (laughs) it wasn't my idea. I just had people around me pushing me to say, "Um, you have a talent and why not make it legitimate? So that's really where my like business journey begins. Yeah, you see I feel cheated. All these writers I'm running into now and all these old all these old messed up college book reports that I didn't all these term papers and stuff and I missed the opportunity <laughs> to have somebody else do this. Now you actually and we actually have a business organization in common which is partly the reason well the main reason mm-hmm. that we actually know each other. So um just for the uh again for the benefit of the uh listening audience and a shameless plug for um uh for finally she so uh let everybody know how we know each other so i am so this is something else that blew my mind last year um i became the director of an entire department for a media network here in jacksonville like john said we share that uh that business partnership in common so I am the director of writing and print for FSTV or Finding She Media Network. Uh, so if you guys need, you know, you trying to get a movie out there, you got a, a book you be written, you need some management because you're a musician. I don't know what you need. We got it all. So just come check us out. But yeah, that was a really great accomplishment I made last year. I'm definitely so proud of it. Thank you for Michelle for, you know, seeing something in me and believing in me at the age of 24. And so- me. <laughs> yeah. So making me a director of an entire department, um, it's definitely scary. I definitely every day probably wake up and like, what is she doing? 
But you know, <laughs> when you put God first, you know things get done. Things yeah, get done. Well, we go, we gonna secure the bag while she uh, uh, before she figure out what she doing, man. Right. Keeping us on payroll. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm very I'm very self serving. Um, both we we believe in uh, the win win, and uh, but I'm still very self serving. So in addition to uh, having Kiki's uh, contact information on the um, on the tagline of this uh, podcast, we're also going to have the uh, website address to find Lishi because that's actually how we what we have in common. But of course, first and foremost, in this particular season, we are, it's all about you and your story. So, um, what's the what's your biggest challenge, and how do you overcome it? Now, this I always since we always talking about the person. And we're, but we're also trying to make sure that there's something in every conversation that I have with someone to, that resonates with other entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. This is always a big question. So what's your biggest challenge and how do you overcome it? Oh, I think um, I definitely can answer that because it's something, a conversation me and God had already this year. You guys don't know me. I talk to God a lot. Um, so you hear me say that a lot Mm -hmm. but um someone asked me if I could use one word to describe my year what would it be and my word was belief and I said that because last year God told me a lot God told me to do a lot he showed me a lot of like what he has for me in the future and um just like the woman of God that he has already established me to be he was just kind of waiting on me to walk in that path um, and I didn't believe it a lot. Last year, I published three books, and I can't say that a lot of it was because of my own work or will. Like, I doubted myself a lot. I wanted to give up a lot. I wanted to quit a lot. So I had to ask myself, how much more would I, would I have gotten done if I really did believe in myself and the things that God has shown me? So sometimes that's my biggest challenge, and just believing in myself and believing the God, things that God says for me. So that's one of my major goals of 2020 to do everything, anything with no doubt. Um, I kind of tackled fear last year because I would like hold myself, but I could have done more is what I'm trying to say. And I think that's the biggest challenge a lot of us face. Like we're scared of what's after that next footstep and it it hinders us and it um, has us in this stuck place a lot. So I think for me, that was the biggest challenge overcoming last year and still working through this year not being afraid, not being fearful, and just going for it. All right, all right. You know, interesting, I was um, I was just thinking of this while you were talking to, uh, while you were talking to me. Um, you, first of all, this, uh, there's, you're working alongside, uh, I'm working alongside some folks that are uh, significantly younger than myself, which is an uh, interesting dynamic in and of <laughs> itself. It's a good thing, but um, actually it's a blessing because sometimes for me, and this is a transparency moment, um, sometimes for me, I have, I don't always rock real well with um, some of my millennial entrepreneurs, not because I'm acting older than them or trying to teach them anything but more often than not I find I'm looking at I'm really looking at and really getting energized by the hustle and grind that's in them and there'll be times where I'll be sitting back pulling things from them that my skill set so my toolbox doesn't have and then I'm getting this energy like 
like all of a sudden they're feeling threatened when in reality, if anyone would have felt that way, it would have been me because, you know, you're half my age and you and you halfway down the road doing your thing and I'm I'm picking your brain and you're looking at me like like all of a sudden I'm I got some ulterior motive under the under the belt or trying to hustle something so it's it's very weird but it's refreshing because that this dynamic working alongside yourself is allowing God to purge that stuff out my system yeah because and I was thinking about that the other day and I was just like man I, I, I didn't even want to admit that that was there. I knew it was, but I didn't want to say it because it sounded awful. But reality is, you ain't gonna get rid of nothing until you until you put it out there and be real with it. But that's yeah. that's what I was dealing with. It's like, you, yeah, you, you I can definitely see that myself too. Um, I know a lot of people, just in general. I think I don't think age has anything to do with it, but a lot of us feel entitled, like it's ours, and we got having. I was just in the car. Um, Cause I met my business consultant last, yesterday, and she was just telling me about like the Jacksonville market and telling me don't be discouraged. And certain things I do don't launch the way I think it'll launch. And she was just saying it's just because of the market in Jacksonville and how our people are. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. If we all just we just operated like with the best interest of everybody in mind, our city would be the would be the Atlanta would be the. Texas would be the New York. Um, we have that in Jacksonville. It's just, you know, everybody's so selfish. Um, and that's something I, like, I, in my character, I'm, you know, trying not to be. Like, just having the best interest in everything that I go into. Nothing's mine. God gave me everything I had. So I can't, if you want to know something, come ask me right there. God gave it to me. I can't. So that's always, I really had to learn how to actually hold back right. on giving out right. stuff. Because, even Michelle had that conversation with me. It was like, um, you be giving out a lot of free information. You need to start charging. It's worth your, you know, your time, your money. Because right. before I was just like giving out, like, here you go, here you go. You, you all can have it yeah. all. They was like, there's, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think for those of us who are uh, of the faith family, we, we have to balance our desire to give to others. Mm-hmm. Uh, compels us to do that automatically, but we almost have to make an aggressive move to pull some things back because you are still responsible for your own growth and development and livelihood, and you got to take care of your, yourself yeah. and your family as well. And that requires that you, okay, I give you this much. If you want a little bit more, let's set up a console. Yeah, mm-hmm. you always plug that in so that look, let them know that look. Okay, I give you a little little bit of something, but right. after that, you are gonna have to set up a consult because yes, this is a business, and those of us who are giving, those of us who who have a very a heart for people, it's difficult. It's very difficult to do that. However, it's necessary because otherwise, this becomes volunteer work. Yeah. And volunteer work in a you know in a business, the big difference is you can still be passionate, but the big difference is volunteer work. You ain't getting no bread for that, right? And you can't pay your bills off off of a, off of kind feelings. It's it's just the reality of the world we live yeah. in. And you know, I I I feel you on that because I understand that and I I wrestle with that a lot. And it's a blessing that you actually seen that much earlier than I have. So that's. That's, that's, that's real stuff. To the people that's around me. Indeed, indeed. indeed. See, 
I should have had Michelle in here. She says that we're speaking of her quite a bit today. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, you may have alluded to this a little bit, so uh, but um, this gives you a real opportunity to give people to see uh, a chance to see where you're going with where you're going with your um, your organization. Discuss your grand vision. I know that's a real blanket term, but you know you go with that where you gonna go with that. Just okay. discuss your your grand vision. Um, so my end desire and goal is to actually have a physical publishing house here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I guess where that started was is because starting out in writing, going into the publishing world, I saw that it was a very expensive or very hard bracket to break into. Like you had to know somebody that knows somebody that know some more people just to get like. <laughs> an agent to pay you some attention or even to get your book on the desk of a publisher um or just you had to have the money and those were two things that I lacked but it was always my desire to get published so I did go the self-publishing route but with that you it's still so much work because um the marketing that goes into it the like some people they can write one book and they're on the bestseller list of jump just because they had the money to back themselves or name to back themselves from jump but for me i it'll probably be 20 books in before realistically 20 books in before i hit a uh, new york's bestseller which is one of my goals um so but i i have the heart for that and i want to create a house where other people who are in my same situation or maybe maybe have come from my community to give them that opportunity to become published authors but then you know when their books are not just sitting on their family's coffee tables but they're actually in bookstores and you know online and you know they they're actually like well-known writers so um that's definitely my desire uh the vision for my company it's uh to help everyday writers become published authors and help people to accomplish their dreams through the avenue of writing. Um, so I definitely, um, but DA Writing House would be more than a writing house. I actually, well, in the near future, going to launch a, um, a nonprofit as well called Up Next to give uh, students in disadvantaged neighborhoods that have artistic dreams the opportunity to uh, start tapping into their dreams while they're in high school. So um, I'm actually in the process of developing developing the program right now but that's another little tier that's going to be under DA Writing House because like I said when I was at home there was no one that was feeding into my writing dreams there was no one that paid attention to the fact that I even had a had a passion to write or that I wanted to be an author one day so um to give that dream to another student is definitely a desire of mine so yeah I think those are two like major visions I have for my business yeah I you know, it's, it's it's real interesting. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of parallels. Be, uh, we're working, we've been working side by side for a couple of months, but there's a lot of the parallels with what you're, how you're envisioning things that, how I'm actually looking at it because uh, Design Effects has had a, um, a, um, a non-profit component for pro- pretty much forever because I do have an education background. And it was the same. It was the same kind of motif because uh, you, you're always thinking about your journey in terms of what you did not have and not wanting to, not wanting to see someone else with that same talent, that same gift, mm-hmm. go unmet. Yeah. And then you just want to make sure that they have that opportunity. So that is that is a mm-hmm. very very cool. I don't know why, but I actually. I wasn't really surprised by that, but it was still something to uh, 
year, mm-hmm. which which actually falls with the motif of these uh, of these um, these uh, discussions anyway. Because I always come away from it with something that I didn't know about the person, even though I've been working with them for some period of time. <laughs> um, I always do a shame. I always end up doing a shameless plug for my um, for my business mentor with this particular question because the term that it's centered around is something that he uses very often in his training. So the question is, what do you bring to your craft, your organization, or realm of service to set you apart? And I allude to the concept of your DCP. What he called it was your defendable competitive position. And basically what that is, is that what is it that you do that sets you apart, something you or your business brings to the table that sets yourself apart from all the other cats just doing what it is you're doing or doing something similar to what you're doing. So what is it? Um, for me, honestly, looking at everything I've gone through in the last two years, year and a half, is my age. Um, a lot of people I run into who are in the publishing or writing world um, is well much older than me. A lot of my clients have been uh, very much so older than me and age-wise. So and that makes you old soul, right? <laughs> yeah, so every time I meet them, they're like, you, you are how old? Um, yeah, so yeah it, see, just what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, I, I get you. I yeah, get it. It, shock, it shocks of my age and my determination at this age to get to where, you know, to be where I am and to, you know, keep pushing to where I want to go. Um, and it also gives me like, in some some ways, I feel like, and I'm saying this as humbly as possible, I feel like it gives me an edge. Like I have. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, you I, know, you need an edge. You you, are, right. you, are, you you're in competition out here. Yes. Right. Edge so is good. It gives me that extra creative outlook on things to see things from a different perspective because I am coming from a younger generation. Um, social media <laughs> is yes. a, a my advantage sometimes, but I just think honestly. Um, aside from all that, it's just my heart. I have, there's a lot of people doing the same exact thing for me, but the reasons I'm doing it are so much different. Um, a lot of people don't know, but I, at the age of 24 years ago, I did lose a son. So he's my purpose and passion to keep going, um, to make it. That's the, the uh, meaning behind the name of my business, DA. His name was Demetrius Amir. So DA Riding House is me leaving a legacy to the family that's coming up behind me um and that's what keeps me pushing every day because i can't lie to y'all that some days i want to quit i was like why am i doing this this is stupid um but i had to remember that i'm doing this for it's more than me um and honestly you guys know i'm a woman of god so the souls that i'll reach by publishing my books um going to speaking engagements it's all for god so i feel like that's what sets me apart too god is at the center of my business everything that I do is for him um so yeah I feel like that's it yeah and I'm and I'm looking and I I don't know if forgive me if I if I mention that I'm not supposed to I'm, I, as you mentioned that I looked at uh, I looked at his name on your arm yeah yeah it's like I 
this those of you who are listening you might not have seen that but uh so we're, we're actually talking and um as soon as she mentioned demetrius i looked at her arm and i seen his i seen his name uh mm-hmm. next to a heart on her on her also on the inner part of her arm and i was just like yeah uh, it, and it just it was funny because it came to i saw it right as she was saying that so. <laughs> It's it's very weird, y'all. Y'all just have to be here. Everything's just happening in a in a very godly like fashion. So, yeah. and we're actually doing a uh, broadcast in um, Kingdom Promotions Radio Studio, um, where um, a great a great champion, business champion of mine, Bishop Kirkpatrick uh, Division Center, is um, actually have uh, hosted us for this particular broadcast of the green room so shouts out to him as well i'll be having him on the on the next couple of weeks but this is cool all of this is happening in a very uh godly like format so i i think i think this one was really happening <laughs> the way god wants it to uh orchestrate itself but i know one of the things that we um we normally are doing this for about maybe um, 30 minutes or so. I know this this particular mogul has some things to get into, so we're going to actually uh, cut this one short, but we're going to ask throw another question in there. So if what do you want anyone listening and to take away from this brief time we had uh, talking about you, your journey, your experiences, and this could be business, this could be personal, this could just be about the Lord, or just something you just wanted to promote. This is just basically your mic, microphone, uh, <laughs> sounding board. What you, what do you want them to take away from this particular moment in time? Um. So first, I want to do a shameless plug. Do what um, you do. Do what you do, sis. This your so moment. So this year, I will, and you guys are giving me like exclusive information because it has not been released into the atmosphere yet. Only my team knows at FSTV about what's going on. But so I think I do know. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. You do know. Um, I will be producing my first TV show this year. It's called Living in Truth. And that's kind of what I want to leave you guys with, too. I think um, my life became so much more free, um, so much more not burdensome. And there's so much to me that people don't know. But, like, um, in a nutshell, like, I tried to commit suicide five times. And remember, I told you guys at the beginning of this interview, the beginning of 2018 was the last time I tried. And I made a commitment to God then that, okay, it's kind of evident you got something for me to be doing because you just won't let me go. Right. Um, and right. I make a joke of that in light, but it's very so much uh, serious and true that um, there was so much more that God must have for me because there's people that, and I mean, I'm not, not to give any details, but these, these were real attempts. It's not like, you know, I just did, like, uh, I would actually try and nothing would happen kind of a thing. So, it was very adamant. I mean, very. I could see that God was um, keeping me here for a reason. So it it made me to try to explore that concept of truth and what life really meant. And God doesn't aspire for us to have like burdensome lives or our lives always. Not, it's not to say that our lives are gonna be easy. Everything's gonna be cookies and cream. But we should be able to live it in peace and happy, joyful, and with love. So that's what I want living in truth to showcase to the world that 
in the midst of all the trials and tribulations and everything that you're going through live your most truthful life be yourself be you and that's where you will find your peace and your happiness so and that ties into every aspect of my life my business my ministry with my um you know my personal ministry with Ganaja LaShawn um it ties into it all so hope you guys are are inspired today and you leave this going to find your truth see look at God I said I I was talking about uh short timing I said you actually we actually been talking pretty much around the same time that I talked to everyone else Mm -hmm. and based on what time you had to uh, get out of here and uh uh continue grinding i think we're right on right on schedule so that's that's awesome that's awesome that's a Won't blessing we do it? yeah indeed <laughs> indeed he will sis thank you so much i um i actually got a lot more to a uh, lot more of a glimpse into who you are and a lot more respect for this uh older woman in a young <laughs> young person's body but um uh, again, I'm certainly thrilled, more, more than thrilled to have an opportunity to uh, get you uh, in front of my uh, audio for the world at large to hear. And since we've been uh, speaking up on uh, Boss Lady, Miss mm-hmm. Michelle, from uh, finally she, uh, preferably when she see this, she'd be a little bit more motivated for me to drag her in the green mm-hmm. room and get her to share her story. Cause, yeah, yeah, you, you up, Boss Lady? Yeah, I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> <laughs> but to those of you who are listening, thank you for taking a few moments of your time to uh, sit with us. And um, this is Kiki and myself, John Carter, CEO of the Design Effects Company. And you have taken a few moments to peek in with us as we chat in the green room. <laughs>